Parshas Vayetze starts with the well-known story of Yaakov Avinu traveling to Haran. And when he gets there, the Gemara tells us in Chudin, he realizes I forfeited the opportunity to daven in the place where my ancestors daven. And therefore he turns around and he goes back to Arsishra. He meets the place, the Pasuk says, Bayifka Bamakam, and he sleeps there because the sun sets, and that's where he had the dream. And if we want to know what Makam is he talking about, where was the place where Yaakov slept? Where was the place he dreamt? So if we just look at the Psukim simply, it seems that that was a place called Basel. Yaakov wakes up in the morning and he calls the place Basel, a place which had originally been called Luz. So at some location further north, so to speak, towards Haran, where Yaakov slept. That's a simple reading in the Psukim. It doesn't fit, however, with the, where we begin. And that is that he went wanted to go back to the place where his ancestors of Rome and Yitzchak Davin, that would be Hara Maria. And if, in fact, Yaakov Avinu went the whole way back to Hara Maria, and that's where he had the dream, so then what's the place called Luz, which he named Basel? Not only that, that's where he made the Matseva. It says when Yaakov wakes up in the morning, he makes a monument as a, mem- as a memorial to the Nevoa that he had experienced. And that was in Basel. So where was Yaakov? Was he in Basel or was he in Yerushalayim? Rashi is confronted with this question, which is how Rashi explains to us a very unusual thing happens. Rashi explains both in the Chumash and in the Gemara and Chudin. Yaakov arrives in Haran, and Yaakov decides when he's in Haran that he wants to go back and daven in Yerushalayim. That was the place where Avram and Yisroch had davened, and that's where he wants to daven as well. So Yaakov turns around and starts making the journey back towards Yerushalayim. And when he gets as far as Basel, there's a certain Kvitzah Saderich, when he gets to Basel, a nice happens, and Yerushalayim moves to Basel. And therefore, the, the the geographical location of where Yaakov was, was in Basel, but Yerushalayim came there. And therefore, technically, he was in Yerushalayim too. The Ramban asked the question, that's not the way Kvitzah Saderich works. When we talk about the concept of Kvitzah Saderich, it means a Kaddish Baruch who moves a person from place to place. Not that the place moves to them. And therefore the Rabban wants to suggest that it would be more logical the other way around. That Yaakov was moved to where he was meant to be, not that the place moved to him. But Rashi understands that if we're talking about Basel, was referring to a place. So then it has to have been the place called Basel. At the same time, Yaakov was in Yerushalayim. So it has to have been Yerushalayim moved to Basel. There's another Gemara where Rashi sees the same thing. The Gemara in Psachim and Peiches. The Gemara says in the Pasuk, in the future, Vaholcho Amim Rabim, a lot of Goyim will come and they will say, We want to go up to Hashem, El Beis Leke Yaakov. And that the Gemara says, The Avraham Avinu called the Beis Amikdash Ahar, Yitzchak called it a Sadeh, 
and Yaakov called it a base. And the title that Yaakov gave is what remains in the base of the Yaakov. Where did Yaakov call the base of English a base? The Gemara brings the Pasuk of this week's Pasha that he called it base of Lekim. Well, that's referring to the place where Yaakov dreamed. So if that's referring to the base of Migdash, then once again, it would seem that Chazal understood that Yaakov's dream took place in the place of the base of Migdash, in Harabais. So, Pasha resolves that it's true, the, the Harabais, the Yerushalayim, came to Yaakov came to Basel, and therefore he was in both Basel and Yerushalayim, and they both get the name Basel. Okay, let's explain the chat. But now we want to understand deeper than that. Why was this miracle necessary? What was the point of Yerushalayim being moved to Basel that Yaakov should have technically been in both? And more than that, when we analyze Yaakov's dream, we told about the ladder which stands on the ground and reaches the Shemaim. Where was that ladder? So Chazal tell us about that as well. The ladder's feet were in Beersheba, the midpoint of the ladder crossed over Yerushalayim, and the top of the ladder was in Basel. But I've always wondered about that Chazal. What's the significance of that? We talk, we, Yaakov was meant to be shown the vision of a ladder. Why is it important the places where the ladder, so to speak, began and ended. And again, what's the significance of Basil? That would be a high point for the ladder to end. Yerushalayim was only in the middle. What's that meant to symbolize? What is that meant to teach us? And if you're already on the topic, we can ask a more general question. And that is, altogether, the idea of the vision of the ladder. So of course, we know there are a lot of Ramazim, there are a lot of uh, illusions to the future of the Jewish people, which are part of the uh, understanding of the concept of the ladder as well. But if you're talking about what was the message for Yaakov Avinu himself, well, he was meant to understand by seeing the ladder on his way to Robin. So the second part of the dream, Rakhadish Baruch was stood above him and said, I'm looking after you and I'm watching over you. That makes a lot of sense. That was the haftacha, that was a guarantee to Yaakov that he was going to be saved, he was going to be protected. He was going to return to Eretz Israel. But the first part of the dream, the ladder with the Malachim climbing it, what was that significant to Yaakov Avinu then? So I'd like to suggest the concept. We've spoken about this once before. And that is what's the idea of a ladder? As opposed to a person who climbs a ladder. So if you think about it, there's three differences between the ladder and the person who climbs the ladder. The first difference is that a person who climbs the ladder is always the same person. He might be on a higher rung, so he's in a higher place, but the person himself is the same size. So even if he's gone up another few rungs and he's now standing on a higher location, he's the same person. Whereas if a ladder extends higher, it's a longer ladder. The ladder has always got its feet rooted in the ground, and if that's the case, the higher the ladder gets means the bigger the ladder is. That's the first difference. The second difference, and that is, the person who's on the ladder, the higher he goes, the more dangerous it's going to be for him if he falls. Because being as he isn't anchored on the ground, so then his, whole, then his, his 
that much further from the ground, and if that's the case, the potential of hurting himself if he falls is that much greater. Whereas a ladder, which is rooted in the ground, can't fall. It's, it's, it's standing on the ground already. And therefore, even if he's going to get taller, bigger, higher, it's not more risky, so to speak, for the ladder. And the third difference, a person climbing a ladder can only climb as high as the ladder is. He needs a rung to hold on to, he needs something to hold to, to on, which, on a frame on which he can grow. And when he gets to the top rung and he gets to the top of the ladder, then there's nowhere else for him to grow. Then he's reached the limit of what he can do. Whereas the ladder itself isn't climbing on something else. It's high in its own right. And if that's the case, so then there's no limits of how high the ladder can go. It's not reliant on something else to, for it to base itself on, for it to climb on. And it represents two kinds of people. There's a kind of person who's growing. But they're growing like a ladder. Which means they're getting bigger. They're becoming greater. And if a person is becoming a greater person, so it's not, it doesn't have to be afraid he's going to fall. Because he still has his feet in the same place. He's just grown taller. Just like an adult who's grown taller than the child isn't afraid he's going to fall uh, because he's that much taller. Because he's also balanced on the ground. Similarly, a person who's growing like a ladder, growing on their own, so they're not being stopped by anything. They, don't, they aren't reliant on something else to grow on. They can grow on their own. Whereas the person who's climbing the ladder, so number one, he never becomes a greater person. He might be in a higher position, but he's the same person. He never grew, he just climbed. And if that's the case, there's always the potential that he's going to fall. Because the level where he's holding now isn't really the level which is his. Like the famously the Vilna Gaon brings in the Pasuk, one shouldn't climb stairs in the Mizbech. Why? That climbing to a place which is above a person's real level has a possibility of causing him to fall. And the third point? A person who isn't growing, they're just climbing, needs something to climb on. It's not an independent growth. And the vision that Yaakov was shown was Yaakov Avinu. You are the ladder. You are the ladder and that's some, and therefore the, the, the concept of the ladder which begins in the Eretz on the ground and goes up to Shemayim. Yaakov, that's symbolizing your growth path. That's what's expected from you. As opposed to the Malachim, they're climbing the ladder. And they climb up, they can come down. And especially if it's talking about the competing Sarim of the other nations, so they aren't greater. They can climb. But if they can climb, they can fall, because it's not something which is real. It's not a level which they've grown to. And that's the idea. And that's the concept that the ladder says, Yaakov, this is a message to you, Yaakov. Like Zara says, Yaakov, this lesson, the ladder is a message to what you meant to become. So then it answers all the questions.
why? Where did Yaakov start? Where was Yaakov brought up? The pasuk, where did he leave from on this journey? The pasuk says, "Vayetzi Yaakov mi Beersheba." We know Yitzchak was living in Beersheba. Abraham Avinu planted his ashes in Beersheba, and therefore Yaakov began in Beersheba. That's where the roots of the ladder were, were, were anchored. That's where Yaakov's journey, growth path began. It began in Beersheba, and Yaakov has spent to this stage. 77 years of his life, learning Torah in the tents of Beersheba. That was the first part of Yaakov's life. And now Yaakov Avinu is embarking on the second part of his life. And the second part of his life is to go to, to Haran, to find his wives, to have children, to build Klai Yisrael. And at that point, Yaakov Avinu decides, I need to go to Yerushalayim to Dabin. On his way to Haran, he realizes I lost the opportunity to Daven. I'm going back to Shalim. That's the place to Daven. And the significance of that, that's the midpoint of the ladder. Here in Yerushalayim, Yaakov went back to Daven. That's the midpoint of the ladder. And the eventual destination, when Yaakov achieves his greatest level, is when HaKadosh Baruch comes to him and says, your name will no longer be Yaakov, your name will be Yisrael. That's the height of, so to speak, Yaakov's achievement. And where did that happen? We'll read the passage. It's the next week's parish of Ayishlach. HaKadosh Baruch appeared to him again when he came back from Padanaram, and he said, Kum alei Basel, go up to Basel. And Yaakov, with his family, they all journeyed to Basel, and there HaKadosh Baruch appears to him, and says, Shimcha Yaakov, lo yikariyot Shimcha Yaakov, ki Yisrael yashimecha. That's the high point. That's the top of the ladder. Yaakov's growth began in Beersheba. He is now at the stage where, in the middle point, he was in Yerushalayim. And the, fan, the final end point, the, so to speak, the highest rung of the ladder, where Yaakov achieved his greatness, was in Basel. That's what the ladder is meant to represent. That was the, and, 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 that was the, the message for Yaakov. That your journey to Haran, it's part of the ladder. It's part of your growth. It's part of what's going to bring you to the Shlemus that you meant to get to Yaakov. But there's more depth than that. It's not just locations. It's not just locations. There was something more. We said that Yaakov's ladder began in Beersheba. What was the Kayach of Beersheba? The Kayach of Beersheba was installed in it by Avram Avinu. Like the Apostlech says, Vayita Eshel Beersheba, Vayikrasham, Vashem Hashem Kelaylam. The first part, what gave Beersheba, the Koyach of Beersheba, that was the place of Avram's Esha. That was the place where Avram proclaimed and publicized Hashem's name. That was the starting part of Yaakov's ladder. Similarly, when Yaakov was a Yeshiva Holim, he was sitting and learning Torah. So it was also there, in the tents of Beersheba. That was the that was the foundation of the ladder. Yaakov is now at the midpoint where he's going out to get married to raise the family of Kal Yisrael. And he said, I'm going to dive in the Makam Shispanalu Bayavaisa. I'm going to dive in the place where my parents dived. 
What's the place where Yaakov's parents David? It means Abraham and Yitzhak. That was Hara Maria. That was the Beis Hamikdash. That was at the time of the Akedah. It's interesting. Besides that, we don't find the other times that Abraham Avinu went to the Hara Maria. And therefore, the Koyach of Yishalayim was the Koyach of Abraham and Yitzhak. Was the Koyach of the Akedah. The mysterious nefesh that there was there. And lastly, what was the Kayach of Basel? So we're going to see this, there was a third element of when Kadesh Baruch tells Yaakov to go to Basel, he tells him, go to Basel Vashev Sham and dwell there. And the Farshim asked the question, why is it necessary for Yaakov to dwell in Basel? To make it his home, so to speak, for the time that he was there. That was the third element of where Yaakov reaches the top of the ladder. We see Yaakov was blessed three times. The first time, when he was sent out of Beersheba, so it says in the end of Pasha's Taldois, Yitzchak called him in, and he said, Hashem should give you the Birkas Avram, the Brach of Avram. Beersheba, that's where the place of Avram, and he left Beersheba with the Brach of Avram. He comes to Maria to Davin, and here Hashem blesses him a second time and introduces himself as Hashem Elakei Avram Elakei Yitzchak. Because the Koyach of Hara Maria was the Koyach of Avram and Yitzchak put into Hara Maria. And lastly, in Basel, Hashem blesses him a third time. And that's in his own merit. He changes his name to Yisrael and in that merit he's blessing him. That was Yaakov's own achievement. That was Yaakov's own godless. What were these three levels? So we know that when we talk about it, when we talk about the three areas of schus that Kali Yisrael have, and you mentioned Rosh Hashanah, So, most Nachzarim, in small words, above that, have the words Kol, Saim, and Maman. Kol means the voice, Tzai means to fast, Maman means money. And what's the significance of these three words? They all have a Gesang Gematria. They all have a Gematria of 136. And they talk about these three elements. Number one, the Kol. The Kol is the Kayach to, like Avram used, the Koyach to call out in Hashem's name, to address him, to approach him. That was the Koyach of Beersheba. That was also where there was the call of Kol Yaakov. The second was the Koyach of Haramaria. The Koyach of Mysterious Nefesh. For Abraham and Yitzchak, it was the ultimate Mysterious Nefesh. But the same idea at every time a person fasts. There's a certain amount of Mysterious Nefesh. Like the Twitter says, if a person fasts, in the time the Beis Hamikdash we used to bring a carbon, and the fat and the blood were brought in Mizbech. And today, when we don't have the Beis Hamikdash, we daven that the our, our fat and blood, which got minimized because we were fasting, should stand in place of that carbon. Same is a mash of a serious nefesh, and that's the second stage. 
the midpoint of the dagger. Is the mysterious nefesh, which Yaakov wanted the schos of Yerushalayim for, is the same. And the last part is mammon. Staka, when you say staka, it says mammon, money. Obviously, if a person gives to staka, there's another point here also. What was the uniqueness of Yaakov's avodah? So let's go back to the Gemara we mentioned in Pesachim. Avraham Avinu called the place of English a hair. Yitzchak called it a sade. Yaakov calls it a base. What's the difference between a mountain, a field, and a house? And the first difference which comes to mind is a mountain and a field are both natural phenomena. A house has to be built by people. And therefore, Yaakov's addition to the perception of the Avos is to create a base, to make a house, not just to use the, the mountain, to use the field which Hashem created, but rather to develop a house. And that's how we see Yaakov's avoider, whether it was building base Israel, whether it was amassing the flocks that he did in the house of Lavan, it was all part of that principle of building. And that's why when Yaakov, or his definition of the place of Hashem is base scale. This is going to be the house of Hashem. Yaakov creates a house. By even the base, he makes a house. That's the, the addition of what a person can, so to speak, utilize the kaychas Hashem gave him in order to create. That was the, the added element of Yaakov. And that's why Yaakov called it bias. That's a, a third level, a house. The place which, which he named for that, base kill. This is a, going to be a place where there's going to be a house for Hashem. That's Mammon. The tool that a person has in this world to build with, the wherewithal that a person has to do things, we call it the Mammon. All three have a gematria of 136. And one last point. It's an amazing thing. The vision Yaakov showed of his growth path, of the ladder which begins in Shema'im, in the Aras of Yitzhah Shema'im, is called the Sulam. Sulam, if it's spelled with the Vav, which the Torah brings it here, is also the Gemara of 136. That was the link which shows how all these things come together to provide that growth path, to provide that derech, that Yaakov is going to travel from the beginning point, from the Aretz, until the Shemayim. And then it's something which is not just a person who's climbing, but it's a ladder which is rooted in the Shemayim, rooted in the Aretz, rooted in the Shemayim. It's the growth of Yaakov Avinu, who connects Shemayim Aretz. And that's the vision of Kaddish Baruch Hashazim. Now, in the midpoint by Yerushalayim, you're halfway on the growth of your ladder. And why is that the guarantee for Yaakov? Because the vision is being shown where Hashim later on tells him, I'm with you, I'm going to guard you. But it shows much more. Because Hashim is showing there's a mission you're on. There's an end point you have to reach. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch is interested in continuing to guide, to guide you and guide you for you to reach that end point. That's why when he reaches Basel, 
That's the time Hashem says, now you have to express the gratitude for everything which happened in the last 22 years since you went to Zavon. Because that was all predicted, that was all shown to him, as this is the Mahalach you're going to go. This is the person you're going to become. And that's the greatness that you're going to reach.